Hi there, and welcome to JK We Are Rolling, an actual play podcast about three young wizards who attend the most prestigious wizarding school in all of Germany. My name is Michael Moore, and I am the the game master, the magician master of this podcast. And what that means is I am the person who, who plans out a little adventure for us to do here. Uh, I call it a little adventure, but nay, we are over two years playing through this storyline, this mystery, this grand magical experiment, and it's been pretty fun so far. And who's playing with me? Well, my wonderful friends who are also players in the game. Let's meet them now. Hi guys, it's me again, Lucas Fischer, and I play, of course, Jasper Casper, who is a human wizard from the non-magical world, and all that Jasper wants is try and find a place to belong. And I'm sure that we can help him. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We can help him. Hi there, I am Sebastian Kinder, and I play Eric Miller, a musician, magician with a troubled past. We are still on the point of trying to find out who is going to forget me or not, but hopefully more points for the crystal bearers will keep me in mind of many people. <laughs> Working so far. <laughs> and, I, and I hope we can help him too. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, I'm Nadine Kuhn and I play a pixie elf called Sassly. Sassly has wings. Unfortunately, these wings don't fly, but she is trying to figure it out. And until then, she tries to use heap and sweep. A spell that uh, lifts her up a few centimeters off the ground. And yeah, so far, so far. <laughs> but I have a question for you, Michael. Ooh. You know, we did this uh, rapid fire question thingies. Yeah, yeah. And um, Cecily, Eric and Jasper, they were like talking about it. And um, Cecily would like to ask some questions to Star New Song. Oh, now I'm nervous. It's a Star New Song. <laughs> Star New Song. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you want to get okay, into but, it? Uh, if, if you, yeah, but if, if we get too meta on this, uh, <laughs> she's, she's going to have to a sudden class that she remembers she needs to teach. Okay. Um, oh, hey there. Oh, some questions, sure. Just go, fire them away. I'm here for you. Hello, Miss Newsong. Hi, Sassley. You have to sit in the light. <laughs> you swing an overhead light <laughs> like it's an interrogation over her. <laughs> What's your favorite color? My favorite color? Ah, that's hard to say. You know, I like, I like, uh, I like gold. I just like little dangly gold things that come. You know, you see, I have these stars, these moons coming in my hair. Why? Oh, that's I don't know. That just feels me so magical. Why? Because it's so magical. A little sparkly, you know, it gives a little bit of laugh to, 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 to the day, a little joy. How many children do you have? Just one. Why? <laughs> 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 oh, you know, Newton's just so special to me. I thought I, I did it right the first time and, I, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Hazelnuts or almonds? Hazelnuts. Birds or butterflies? Birds. Flip-flops or Birkenstocks? <laughs> huh. I gotta think. Of, I guess Bir Birkenstock probably because they're so darn comfortable. Do you get percentages when you like sell them here on the podcast? <laughs> oh, well, we'll see if their CEO calls us. Then I guess that, that could be arranged. Call us Birkenstock. All right. Summer or winter? I would say... uh. Oh, shoot, summer. You shoot the summer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just, an, it's, it's an expression, sassly. Just, oh, shoot, you know, like, oh, oh, gosh, I'm just going to come out and say that. Oh, shoot. I like it. I might use it. Who's your favorite teacher colleague? <laughs> oh, I don't play favorites with my colleagues. They're all wonderful, wonderful resources for our great students here at Neujachenberg Academy for Magic. Well, isn't that diplomatic? If you wouldn't have become a teacher, what would you have been? If I hadn't become a teacher, what would I have been? Oh, man. I don't know. Teaching is my calling. Although I do enjoy writing. I guess you could say that my secondary profession is already being an author. And if you all want to pick up a copy of my book, De Deafness Becomes Her, or my autobiography, uh, you can find it in a bookstore near you and find out all about the, the things I've been through in my life, if that's really interesting for you. All right, we might not do that. And the, the last question. Okay. Are you working for Knecht? Who? All right, all right. And that's all the time we got, so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Great for, the, for preparing those questions. 
<laughs> okay, folks. Uh, yeah, for once, the the players have turned the tables on me and uh, <laughs> and ambushed me with their own questions. I love it. I, I feel good about that. Uh, if you all are ready, then let's get into it. The last time we left you was pretty much a moment of victory. You came in second place at the item creation contest, but since Wolf Shield owed you one, you basically came in first. So a pretty good moment, and you're standing now, you know, looking at, at, the, at the points as, as they are displayed in the central chamber of the castle. Uh, and I can't wait to find out what's going to happen next. So without much further ado, let's begin this next episode of JK, We're Rolling. Last time on JK, We're Rolling. We awoke with the bells of the castle and knew we only had a short time to get to the Grand Hall for the tournament. Jasper and I caught up assessly on what we had learned and prepared the night before, and we headed to join the Crystal Bearer Tournament. In the entry hall for the castle, the current crystal bearer points swirled above giant statues of each individual shield. The shieldless were given a statue of our own, the Mighty Sword, which also has a shield attached, but details. As we entered the Grand Hall, we found that Newton had left us a bag of inventions, which we divided among ourselves. <clears throat> Long live the Ring of End Control! Then the item creation challenge began. It was close, but with the combination of Jasper's item-making, my bookishness-enhancing spell and Sassy's electromagnetic mastery, we managed to take second place. Wolfshield took first place, but we got one of their points because of our competition the week before. Now we're in the lead, but the tournament is just beginning. So, there you three are. You are in the entrance hall and students are starting to stream away. You know, there was this moment where, where Ross announced the, the points. Everybody kind of saw this. Was it a little awkward moment where one of the wolf shield points popped into your side? But it certainly wasn't awkward for the three of you as you felt the glory of the moment. And the points are well in your favor. You are three points ahead of the closest shield and the closest shield is bear shield so that's great your closest allies in second place so all you know all these students start streaming away and you see that there are faculty members you know kind of like the maintenance staff some of the the kitchen staff coming in and directing everybody back into the main hall for lunch so the room's still being kind of like transformed and changed around. You see, you know, teachers are lifting curtains away and some of the, the invisible platforms are being moved. Everyone's using spells to kind of clean up and move around the room. But you see that sandwiches have been rolled out by the kitchen crew. There is cider to drink. You see there's salads, there's roast chicken, there's rice and corn and bean burritos. And uh, yeah, you see that there's a, you know, a very... A very nice spread for a school lunchtime activity and students are kind of bopping around uh, and students are being asked to grab their food and then head back into the entrance hall so that they're not in the way as the hall is being changed around and cleaned. You also notice, by the way, here, you see that the closest to the to the entrance door to the Grand Hall was Horseshield during the last challenge. And you see that apparently uh, Horseshield, who came in last place, their lightning item, they got a little frustrated with it at the end and they accidentally started a fire on one of the drapes. They shot electricity out of the item that they made at the end. They blasted a <laughs> blast of like electricity. And you are reminded of just exactly how absolutely wild this competition is but you move into the hallway and actually as you're looking at this you see that in fact horse shield these five students that are competing against you you see them moving towards you uh as if to greet you and who you see in this group there is a half giant you've heard his name said several times so i'll just give it to you that's grant grona Grant has dark curly hair, dark features. He's uh, almost uh, six feet tall at 14 years old, half giant, strong, tall looking guy, has kind of, kind of intense eyes. You see next to him, there is a, a small boy with a bowl cut, just a really unfortunate haircut, uh, you know, just like loose hair hanging down, like like one of the Stranger Things kids, you know, just those bad haircuts that you're like, well, why? Has kind of a long nose, glasses, 
yeah, just really, really classic. You got this guy pegged as kind of a, a human calculator. If, you, <laughs> if a calculator became a person, it would look like this. There is a blonde kind of put together, kind of fashionable girl with them. She's writing on this little sheet of paper as she walks. You see that another girl is walking next to her. She's looking at a sheet of paper and she laughs. (laughs) Centaur girl, red curly hair, walking with a lot of shoulder, looking very much like a busybody. She starts to uh, approach you and kind of starts to get ahead of the group. And then trailing in last is a... A girl with a severe-looking face, light, light blonde hair, like nearly white, in a in a shortcut, but a little messy, and very composed. Looks like she doesn't smile too often. So these five students begin to approach you, and I'm going to do something for you. I'm going to say that all of you can roll world lore if you want to. No. Not all of you. You will elect one of you to roll world lore as a group check to see what you have heard about these different students. You can get a little bit more information about them as they approach. You're seeing them all. Uh, so this is information that you already know. So one one check for, for all of you, and you may elect somebody to do the world lore check. Jasper. Sebastian. <laughs> I wanted to say Cecily. Perfect. Because I... Don't have any, I have a plus one to world law, but a minus one to bookishness, so. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, I've got minus one to bookishness. That's pretty good. And no bonus to world lore. I know, guys. I know. You always depend on me. I get it. Let me save the day. Yes, yes. You guys are hoping that Jasper was paying attention while other students were gossiping around about other people, you know, things that you overheard. No, but he has the plus. (laughs) (laughs) Guys. Always up to Jasper to be the the attentive one. A three. A three. <laughs> yes. But at the pluses. <laughs> With the pluses. Fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. We didn't hear a lot, as it seems. It's actually not my failure because you chose that I had to do it. So it's, <laughs> so it's our failure, huh? Jasper, you can pick one of them, and you can. I will give you information on one of these five students. I mean, I know that the Centaur girl, she likes apples that I already know. Oh my God, please. I'm so worried for you guys. <laughs> so oh no. <laughs> I'm, I, no. I'm wondering about because she, she holds this piece of paper to uh, for the. Hold on, the blonde girl or the uh, Centaur girl? The one who holds the piece of paper. They both did. The Centaur and the blonde girl both had a. Okay, well, then let me rephrase it. I want to know something about the human calculator. <laughs> the human calculator. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you totally different person. I want the third option. <laughs> okay. The the human calculator's name you remember you recall. We can say that all three of you recall because you've 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 talked about him before. His name is Pasha Euclid. You, you you know a little bit more about this guy because you saw him walking around and you're like, what is that guy's deal? He is totally a mess. But he's very, very bright, but socially inept. Just not, he, he seems to have trouble relating to the other students, but this group has taken him in and he is very attached to Grant Golner. They're, they're, Grant seems to, to want to help him socially survive in school, but Pasha is nonetheless very bright. He is a potions master and he was the one creating all of the items in the, last uh challenge and i will tell you uh since you since you picked him as the one person i'll tell you that he did create all the items very well he was not the one who kept the team back that was unfortunately grant himself in that final challenge trying to use the electromagnetic ability i will also tell you that the three students who that competed in this last challenge were grant pasha and the centaur the centaur girl right as you if you remember correctly they actually did very well until they got to the end and they just couldn't get the final item to work and that was unfortunately grant who was using it so it is you know he's you know that he's kind of the leader of this group the face man of this group but right now i think he's not feeling so confident but nonetheless has encouraged his group to approach you when they all 
approached us during that because they were coming closer. I was whispering what I just found out by your information. I was whispering that towards Cecilian. Okay, great. So to summarize, you know something about the one we can't really talk to? Yes. Yeah, he's socially awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they they approach you and you see that this centaur girl, she actually pops out into the front and she has an old-timey camera and she's like, hey, oh, it's so great that we can meet you guys. Uh, hi, hello, I'm Shandila Panton. It's so great. Can we get you guys for a picture here? Because I'm actually on the newspaper staff and I'm one of the editors. Can you just one, two, three? Great, thank you. Takes a picture, snaps it. Hey, 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 lady, hey, lady. Wow. You cannot just take a picture of me. I feel very uncomfortable. But you're the school celebrities. Everybody wants to know more about you. I'd actually love to get you guys by for an interview if that's okay. Also, I don't know if you guys saw, but we're passing around a petition. We want to bring the school ball back. It's actually really annoying, right? And she turns to Mary. Uh, sorry, she turns to, <laughs> I know their names. Ah, I'm so bad. <laughs> she, she turns, so bad. She turns to, to she's like, she's like, right, we want to bring the school ball back. They want to cancel it this year because of everything that's happening. But is there a year? when we need it more. It's the first year ball. I mean, it's a big deal, right? Right. So anyways, and then you see this blonde girl next to her says, Shandy, yes. Um, hey, everybody. Sorry. Hi, Mary. Hi. <laughs> yeah, we 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 do. We are passing around a petition. I, I we, we think it would be really great if there was a if there was a ball. But I think Shandila, didn't you already give it to uh, director Ehrenmann for review? Oh, yeah, I did. That's true. Anyways, yeah, if we could, uh, and you see Mary's kind of like, like getting... Leslie stares at these two girls with open mouth and big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's great, Shandila. I, th I think they got it. I'm sure you guys need a, a moment to breathe. Uh, great job in the challenge, by the way. Obviously, we didn't do so hot this time, but uh, we're going to try our best next time. Mary Mallwather again. Then Grant finally steps forward. He says, hi, uh, Grant Goldner. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed to be quite honest with you, but uh, it's a honor to be co competing alongside you here for the tournament. Yeah, it's strange that we haven't been able to bump into each other before. <laughs> right. Yeah, we kind of never got to it, didn't we? No, we didn't. We were busy. Remember, Eric? We went to the tree. We went to Shimaheim. Whenever should we have like the time to do that? Know, then we Cecily, went to the Ehrenmann. Cecily, as you are saying, like all of this to Eric, you see that Pasha Euclid is sneaking up to try to hear what you're saying, and he's like, "I, uh, you, you guys went to Shimaheim. That's super interesting." Hi, uh, Pasha Euclid. Um, uh. I just have one question. Hey, you you sound really sneezy. Are you do you have a cold? Uh, no, but I, I it's a sinus. It's it's actually a year long. I, um, working it out. Like, oh, I would, get it. Deviated septum, huh? Yeah, my dad has it. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's actually the issue. Yeah. Uh, there. We're, uh, I think that maybe we like they say there's actually like a, a surgery or like a magical kind of like uh thing that they could do, but to enlarge it, but uh, they can't ensure that they could do it safely without also um making my eyes explode. Like if they if they make this space bigger in my nose, then like actually like they could accidentally target the wrong part of my uh, face, and then like my face might explode. Totally, I heard about that. They really break the nose, and then when it's broken, then it's really it can like heal back but you have like bruises all yeah. over your face yeah sometimes yeah. a little blood yeah i, I heard about that Cecily, she Cecily. turns around to the other guys and she's like i think he's quite cool as you've <laughs> turned around uh you see like <laughs> you you peek back behind you you feel a kind of rush of air you see that pasha Euclid has pulled out a measuring tape and is trying to measure your wings sorry i just find this very uh interesting uh how long have you had these wings and uh, do they operate or uh i never right I didn't aren't they that. beautiful measure them measure them they're huge hold on i can make yeah, them he, me he measures them he's like, incredible incredible they're huge uh, thank you they can actually fly but i just don't know how he thinks about that eric leans a little bit to jasper <laughs> that is strange <laughs> you know I think maybe his glasses are just too tight. <laughs> hey, lady, hey, lady Mary. Yeah, uh, hi. Now, now you can take a picture. You can take a picture how he measures my wings. Oh, uh, that would be Shandila's job, actually. Shan Shandila, now they, now they would like to have a picture. <laughs> hey, hey, Shandila, you can, you can make my wings. You can take a picture of my wings. Hmm? Pasha, keep on measuring. Absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much. 
Thank you so much. No, thank you. Oh, of course. It's a pleasure. You're you're no, you're practically you. royalty here in the school. Everyone knows about everything that you guys have been going on, and I am so excited that we get the chance to meet you. Oh no, she started talking again, guys. She started talking again. Like Shandila is like right, Ingrid, and this final girl dourly steps up to the front and just takes you in and says, "You won the last challenge, but I think that it is wrong. Uh, you missed so much class." <laughs> And we should win it because we work much harder. And that's all I have to say about that. Wow. She's way too enthusiastic. I, I cannot. I don't feel she is. I. We're done measuring my wings here. <laughs> As if in an afterthought, she says, Ingrid Dubensky. Yeah. That, 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 yes. <laughs> nice to meet you. And Grant says, you have to excuse uh, Ingrid. She's very straightforward, but she just, yeah, the, the five of us have been, have been working very hard preparing for this challenge. And uh, of course, we're a little disappointed that it didn't quite pan out this time, but uh, we're ready for, what, for whatever comes next. <laughs> There's plenty that's coming ahead. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah, and first of all, it's magical creatures. Don't tell them, don't tell them. We need to win. You can't oh. warn them. It's definitely not magical creatures. <laughs> I think it's... <laughs> they have to look at each other. You see, Ingrid has a really interesting clockwork on her arm, by the way. And you see that, I don't... If it's possible, her school uniform seems slightly nicer than everyone else's. Can I roll investigation? Yeah, totally. Ooh, nat 20. Yeah, nat 20. <laughs> Such an important role. <laughs> Watch out, Ingrid. Cecily is onto you. The process is like this. Cecily goes very close to Ingrid and looks at her. <laughs> and what does she figure out, Michael? Well, I mean, okay. So if that's what you're doing, so, so you, you look at her and what you see is you see somebody who is supremely confident. You see somebody who has the money for the good rituals, like like face facial products like this is somebody who takes care of their appearance the way that she holds herself you do get the feeling that her clothes are pressed daily you don't know by who but she's paying somebody to make sure that she looks extra crisp every morning so what you can assume from your investi from your natural 20 <laughs> investigation role is that she is obscenely rich this clockwork that she has on her arm says Gotz Clocks on it, G-O-T-Z-C-L-O-X. And you see that it has some sort of dial on it and a secondary dial on it. One of them looks like more like a normal clock. Uh, and then there seems to be a second clock on it that is moving at a, at a different ratio and doesn't seem to be measuring time in a similar way as to what the normal clock is. That's what you see with, with the natural 20 investigation rule. You have a very pretty clock. This, surely you've heard of God's clocks? Of course. Who didn't hear about God clocks, right, guys? About what? The foremost timepieces on... Uh, it is my father's invention. Um, he studies the differences in time changes between uh, different types of realms, mini-realms, uh, bubble realms. We do not have such a taboo on realm shifting like over here in this part of the world. We are, uh, you know, this is all just life. So um, we experiment with the time dilation, and this allows you to track uh, the time in two separate realms if you are uh, traveling between them. Uh, and yeah, so uh, for instance, uh, this dial here, she points to one, uh, is for the material realm. And this one here uh, would track time in the shadow realm. And my father has a matching one. Uh, and she points to like a third miniature dial. So if he is in any uh, different realm at any time, I can see what time it is where he is since the rate of time moves differently in different realms. But I'm sure you knew all that. That's very basic. Oh, yeah. Clearly, we knew that. I mean, your father's very often in the in in the shadow realm, as you said. No, that's incredibly no, dangerous. No, not. Yeah, super dangerous. Who would go there? Why would you have a clock that, that doesn't make any sense? 
Sometimes it's necessary to go and study the creatures and wildlife there. It is a part of the natural system of life, but he does not spend large quantities of time in the Shadow Realm, also because time moves so much quickly there. So uh, he has to go in for excursions every now and then to study. That's very interesting. What was your father's name again? My father. The, 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 you said it, I, I thought you did, did you know? Um, Is it Rüdiger? That's very not helpful. <laughs> My father's name is Bolar Dubensky. He's very famous. Yes. Bolar Dubensky. I'm going to write that down. You know, I think you and my father, we have a lot in common. Yeah, because he builds miniature trains and likes to drive with them with a head on. Mm -hmm. Cecily looks at him. She's like, does he drive them to the Shadow Realm? <laughs> well, after that comment, Ingrid turns to Grant and says, may we go? <laughs> uh, and Grant's like, well, I, um... Hey, uh, it was it was really nice meeting you three, and uh, we'll absolutely we'll see you in the next challenge. Yeah, that will do. Thank you for the talk. Oh, totally, it was great. Thank you for the talk. Yeah, and I would love it if we could just get another talk um, sometime this week. I, you know what? We'll I'll find you at the next me meal time, and we'll arrange a, a meeting time. Does that sound good? They're they're like walking off, you know, into another direction. Goodbye, Iris Dabrowski. <laughs> yeah, and the and the next challenge isn't magical creatures. See you then. <laughs> It's Ingrid uh, Dubrovsky. I know. Oh, you do know. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, so, okay, so so the five of them uh, walk off and you've had your first brief uh, introduction to the, the very interesting, eclectic group of uh, Horse Shield. You do know that they're called the study group. Just how did they get together? I know, right? I kind of like them. You do? The only person that I find a little suspicious is the center that talks so much. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. feel like I should say it again. Just, just for, for a moment, uh, oh, Magician Master, do we have any other centaurs apart from Ross Ehrenman yeah. at this school? Or is she the only one? No, no, she's not the only one. Ah, okay. The school body is probably something like... Like... 80% human, but more, there's 85% human. And then there might be like maybe 10% of the student body is centaurs. So they're not super rare, but they're also not very common. And then like maybe 5% of the student body is half giants. Uh, there's very few half giants there. So Grant Groner would be one of the more rare kinds of people that you would meet. Right next to Cecily. And then 0 0.001. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and Cecily is literally the only pixie elf. <laughs> because like we have Ross Ehrenman, who's so serious. And now we have, my God, it's reporter mm -hmm. all over. Ah. Uh, I just hope that the petition is going to work. <laughs> yes, Shandila is wild. Shandila's on the on the student government, so she's like vice president, but she's also like editor. What you can get about Horse Shield is like you see that Grant like it doesn't seem like he's particularly good at magic, and it doesn't seem like he's especially bright, but it seems like he's incredibly hardworking. You get from the sense that Pasha is not very good with people but is very smart you get the sense that mary malwather put together shandila she's um she, she's got a lot going on she's like she's like really a busybody. she's trying to be the editor on the school paper and to be like in the student body council and she wants to be a political activist as well probably you would assume and then ingrid bringing in the money yeah ingrid's like this wealthy heiress who knows some strange magics that aren't really so common in this part of the world because uh, she's coming from a very different region. So I know what time it is in the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> I know what time it is here. Mm. And whenever my father is, I know how time... Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> yeah, these uh, Gots clocks are like on the market and they're basically like a super high-end magical item that you would only need if you were in specific kinds of jobs. And as you know, with items like that, you can just sell them for a ton of money because it's like, if you need it, you gotta have it. 
especially if you're the only one who creates them. Right, exactly. So she's she's the heiress to this this fortune. So these are all highly highly motivated people. Wolfshield is more about like justice in the sense of right. Are they on the right side of that? It would seem not, uh, but you know, they're all about a sense of of morality, of right and wrong. And then Bear Shield just wants to get along, but Horse Shield very ambitious. And you three surviving. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we are kind of somewhere in between. <laughs> you guys can kind of finish eating and like, whoo, uh, get a second to to calm down. And before too long, you see that Peggy Sheffin from the back of the entrance hall. The next challenge will happen outside. All first years report to the stables. All first years report to the stables. All right, let's go. <laughs> and as you exit the castle, you see that the lawn of the castle is littered with older students who now have free periods now that it's later in the day. Not all of them. Some of them have class, but you see that there's there's more space out here and some of them have come to spectate, watching out of upper windows in the castle as well. Like, they didn't know that this was going to happen outside, but you see that, like, news is traveling, that older students are coming to join. Uh, so it's not that they had prior notice of what was going to happen. So you follow the crowd to an area that you know well, that some of you know way too well, which is the front of the hedge maze. (laughs) What you see as you reach the front of the hedge maze is you see 20 barley zow sitting in a proper line in front of the maze. They're snorting. (laughs) And a few of them are sniffing around on the ground, but mostly they're pretty well behaved. You see that the maze uh, has six entrances like always. Four of them have been marked with silver signs once more. And you see that your entrance into the maze is the furthest to the right, all like from where you're facing it, so the closest to the castle side and all the way over. I will mention that now that you've stepped outside, dark clouds continue to swirl above the castle. And the shield that surrounds Neudrachenberg, which once you thought of as this invisible line, now has a clear ending point. You see where the end of it is, and right where this barrier begins, a vicious mist moves with far too much movement beyond the outside. You see that off to your left, behind the stables, shapes move just beyond sight, and you think you almost see something until your attention is snapped back to the maze directly in front of you as Peggy takes a position behind the pigs and begins to shout out to all of the spectators. No magically enhanced voice for her. She's just going to use her good old lungs. (laughs) Whoever doesn't listen is going to get kicked by Bumper. (laughs) You do see Bumper next to her. Peggy says, The competition will begin in a moment. As Director Ehrenmann said, this trial will be timed. Teams that do not manage to complete the challenge will receive no points. You see before you many sweet barley sow, our literally golden-hearted friends. Golden-hearted because of the corn, you understand, because corn is golden. Yeah. We've been training these pigs in recent weeks and decided this would be a good test run for them. So your challenge is this. Subdue these pigs. Do whatever you need to do, put them to sleep, tire them out, battle them, or convince them to roll over and give up. But whatever you do, don't hold back. They have been told not to. We have medical staff nearby on the left side of the maze for those in need. As you see, uh, there is like the little, the medical wizards, you know, the classic doctor's outfits. They don't look too different from those that we would have in the non-magical world. And they have like little first aid kits with them and even like a cot for somebody to lie on. And you are kind of thinking at this moment, what is going, this is, this seems overkill. Is this going to really be that intense? Peggy uh, has a little corn cob shaped whistle hanging up from a band around her neck she blows it and you see that five pigs each dash into one of the entrances at full speed and as they run you hear peggy say 
Well, don't wait around. Go get them. Come on, everyone. Let's run. Let's All right. Run. Help for Eric. Come on. Oh, We're going to get them. This Already on my way. So much fun. Come here, buddy. Come here, little buddy. You are running into the maze. The timed factor begins now. You will get a time point every time that you take a turn. You will get a time point for every spell that you use or every item that you activate. So it's pretty obvious. Anything that would take an action normally will will take a time point. I will tell you. What you definitely get for free are investigation and world lore rules. So we just entered. Yes. So you have entered. Let me pull up my map, which I'll show you one day. <laughs> one day in the future. But not today. So you all enter and you come to you. You enter. You have to go straight for quite a bit. And you finally, you come to a branch and there are three branches for you to take, possibly. You have one to the left, one directly that leads uh, forward further into the maze and one that goes to the right. I would like to roll investigation to see if I see where they ran. Absolutely. 11. 11. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, an 11, not a great roll. It's, it's not gonna cut it for this because this is such a big expansive, expansive maze. Not quite hearing anything, not quite seeing anything. Maybe these barley sow have some sort of magic that allows them to travel through the maze very easily. I don't see anything. I have an idea. Mr. Magician Master? Yes. Would, would the spell Mahalo be useful in this situation? No, unfortunately not. Okay. Cecily, I don't have an idea. <laughs> There's no locking mechanism here. There's no... It's not It's not an unlocking. It's a tracking challenge. Mm -hmm. Investigation of bookishness rolls, right? Yeah, that's right. But they're free. You can roll them for free. So if you want to... I would like to, to try a world law on, like, Barley Sal, common knowledge. Yes, absolutely. You, you can all do a world law on Barley Sal if, if, if you like. Yeah. Seems like a smart thing to do, uh, the Barley Sal challenge. Yeah. 15. I present you uh, 16. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 17. <laughs> okay. All right. 15, 16, 17. <laughs> Go ahead. Th those are all pretty darn good. So what I'll say is this. Uh, okay. Barley sow. 17 is pretty good. Barley sow, bigger than normal pigs. Really like boar. Kind of like wild boar sized. Usually fairly placid. But much like normal pigs, they're very smart. Very easily trained. They, they're, not, they're not really edible, but they do poop out corn with magical properties, uh, as you all know. I will say this, the barley sows do have a natural defense against predators, which is that they can combine their mass to make a larger pig. So they're able to manipulate the, the greenery of their bodies to combine into larger pigs if they feel threatened. Fire is a good thing to use against them, uh, but that might've been obvious. And yes, that, that's what you know. Other than that, they have many similarities to pigs. They enjoy mud. They sniff around in the, in the dirt looking for food. They, they'll eat mushrooms and other different kinds of, of, of feed and plants. But much like pigs, they also will eat a lot of things. They're, they're, very, they're pretty open about that. So that's, that's kind of the knowledge that you have about barley sow. What do you want us to do? Do we have to bring them somewhere? Do They told you to subdue them at any cost. Let's say I would capture one. Uh-huh. What then? Like, is that already... Uh, did I... You need to get them to give up, basically. You need to get them to roll over I and... See, I see. So we don't have to capture them. Um, we have to, like, have them on our side. Put them to sleep. Creature trust. Battle them and knock them out is totally fine. Anything that you can use to say like, like these pigs know what's up. These pigs like are, are gonna keep messing with you until you convince them not to. And I will tell you that the pigs have specific creature trust scores that you will have to beat if you want to roll creature trust on them, or you can try to handle them a different way. But you, you will, it will be clear when you have successfully subdued. Subdue was the word they used, subdue the pigs. Um, but yeah, it's not enough to just, you can't just roll up and grapple them. They'll try to squirm out, right? They're going to keep trying to squirm out. So you have to get them to quit squirming. Jasper? Yes. Would you like to be a little bit more open-minded again? So you maybe can find the tracks a bit easier? I'm very open-minded. 
I'm uh, hey, I'm also open-minded. I'm I'm also open-minded. Yes, he's also open-minded. Yes, you are. I just asked for a little bit more open-minded. Are you open-minded? Of course. Oh, that's good. I would like to cast divine influence on Jasper. Mm. So his bookishness stats rises again, and he has a better time to investigate, if that's possible. That's not possible at this time. Dang it, okay. So we, you are not in a battle scenario yet. Yet. While you talk, Cecily grabs into her pockets, because she always keeps so many nuts, and she gets like out a lot of nuts. Mm -hmm. And she runs to different entrances, because we have those three ways. And she, she goes a little bit in in one, and puts a few nuts and lines it out back to them and then to the front and lines it out back and then to the left and lines it out back and puts the rest in the center. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I'm going to make a roll. I'm also going to make a roll. <laughs> just, just for fun. I just, have to, I just have to decide what this roll is. Okay, I'm going to say it's that. From the front direction, directly in front of you, you hear... <laughs> And this pig rolled a bookishness roll to see if it would be smart enough to not be <laughs> tempted by these nuts, and it failed. <laughs> so it's, you see, it's covered in mud. You hear like these wet splats, and it looks like it was rolling mm -hmm. around in a thing of mud before. But you've enticed it because you put a bunch of nuts out here, and... It's like inhaling little nuts and it comes uh, towards you. So that pig is there. And I'll say this, you've enticed this pig out here and it's not paying attention to you. Each of you will get one round to try to do something to with, with this pig, uh, whatever that is. I will not count each spell against you. This one round will count as one time point because it's kind of like a surprise round, but you don't get two turns, you get one turn before this pig notices you and tries to get out of there. Because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't want to get caught by you. Sure thing. I'm gonna mark this time point as smart nut trick. That's what this time point is. <laughs> Absolutely. Very good, yeah, that was great. I think I would like to cast a spell. Uh, because just, just thinking about trying to knock the pigs out is most likely going to take the most amount of time. Trying to get on their good side might be the best thing to do. Since you rolled well enough, I will tell you this. Barley sows are a class two creature. So, two constitution points. Because that, that's the point. That's two constitution. Yeah. And they roll every time we have to hit it. Yeah, you can try to knock it out, but obviously there's other ways to try. Okay, so what would you like to do? I would like to cast Lead You Neat on the Barley Saw. Mm hmm. Yes. In the hope that it's going to help with the creature trust from the others. Yeah, perfect. Which I hope they will do. <laughs> All right, let's go lead you neat. And that is plus two, that's 20. Okay, that is a 20 oh. is very good. I, wh what is the um, defense roll? Defense roll against lead you neat is bookishness. Okay. Yep, you successfully cast lead you need. And the the pig gets, is like getting a little, it's, it, it has an effect, a visible effect, a mood boosting effect. And I will tell you that these influence spells seem to positively, uh, well, roll, roll world lord. Yeah, sure. Nuts and music. Come on, <laughs> it's a good time. That's all the stuff you need for picks. It's a 14. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, you see that these kinds of spells will seem to have a, a positive effect on creature trust. Ooh, that's good to know. Yeah. Since Hesley heard that the lead you need is working. She's like, oh, he's perceptive to music. Come, little piggy, don't you cry. Leslie <laughs> sings you a lullaby. I have lots of nuts for you. And Nutella, I have to. So it's, uh, this is not a humanoid, so you can't use influence points, but uh, you can roll creature trust. This, this seems like, a, like you're trying to win over this pig. Is this a creature trust try? Yes, it is. All right. Roll for creature trust. It's spryness, plus if you have any creature trust bonuses. 19. 19. Yes. Um, amazing. This pig... 
it runs out of nuts on the ground and happily starts to eat them, snort them into its mouth from your hand directly. And you see it rolls over on its belly for some belly pets. Oh, are you a good little piggy, good little piggy. And it just like has some little happy, happy grunts. It seems like this pig is not going to try to run away from you. It seems like this pig is not going to attack you. This pig is chilling. This pig is 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 done. Uh, you successfully have subdued this pig. But hold on, I promised that Nutella too. Here you have a little nut in Nutella. Uh, so <laughs> you are you have enough. We'll say you have enough Nutella with you that this pig just gets busy chowing down on Nutella, and you know that pig is is not going to be a problem for you for the rest of this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I ate so much Nutella. <laughs> Guys, Perfect. Yeah. Wow. Great job. So you handled this pig. You you really handled this pig. But the question remains, that's that's one pig found. That was the, the pig that seemed to be in this area. You still have to decide which direction to go. Uh, wow. That would, by the way, that's incredible. You're, I think you're the only team that, uh, I, I shouldn't say that, but you're the only team that managed to subdue that pig so quickly. Well done. <laughs> and we promise we don't know. We don't know. Anything could happen in the maze. I think I have one more idea. Because we're still yeah. standing in front of the... You are standing at the very beginning of the maze. <laughs> exactly. Was this little flute or, or pipe that Peggy was using, was it made out of wood? No. Guys, I don't have an idea. <laughs> oh, it was like a little steel, specifically made corn cob shaped whistle. So, where do we go? <laughs> First, before we decide that... I collect the rest of the nuts from the other side. I just want to take it, take it back. <laughs> those nuts are gone, Sassily. Those that pig ate those nuts. Yeah, uh, by the way, they're all they're all gone. They're all eaten. Hold on. One is left. I see it right there. Back in my <laughs> <Perfect>. pocket. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so we were allowed to make investigation rolls uh for free without having to give time for that? Yes, but Sassily's already made one. What what did you investigate precisely? Nothing, because I rolled bad. But what did you intend <laughs> to investigate? If I could see any any um, footsteps, footprints, mm -hmm. or anything it, like that, I hear. Time is flying. Time is flying. You hear Guys, time is flying. The time other is groups flying. seem to be surging through the maze. Come on, yes. They want to get through the maze. You know, one pig came from the front, and I wonder if there were more of them there. We do know that they have that defense mechanism, so it's quite unlikely that they are all alone. That's my point. Let's go straight forward. What do you think, Eric? Yeah, sure. Best thing we can do. Come on, everyone. Right to the front. Here we go. Goodbye, little piggy. Well, don't wait so long, Eric. So you go to the to the front where the pig was? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You go this way through the maze and you come to an area, a very muddy area where this pig was playing. And all around that, dead ends, unfortunately. All right. Let's go back. All right. Who said we should go in the middle? <laughs> it was a good idea. It, it was, absolutely. You have one path that goes to the left and one path that goes to the right. Let's take the left. Okay. Let's go to the left. Here we are. You guys run to the left and you come to a large clearing where there does not appear to be anything. This looks like a dead end. All right, guys. It looks like a dead end. Let's go to the right side. Come on, everyone. You are free to, to make investigation checks and stuff when you get All places. All right, guys. Before we run back, let's investigate this area. I would like to investigate. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I present you with a 15. A 15. Great. Yeah. Eric, you investigate pretty well. This does seem like a legitimate dead end. Seems like it was an early trick, and it seems like you guys actually lured the pig out of the area where you would have been able to encounter it early, and then you went down that way anyway and just lost the time. Now you are pretty positive that the correct direction to go further into the maze would be is right the, the right path that you didn't take yet. Yeah, maybe we should check the middle one again, just to be sure. <laughs> just to be sure. Um, no, it does, doesn't look like we're getting anywhere here. So um, the last way it is. Okay, yes. off to the right, everyone. Off to the right. Come on. Come on, everyone. So you hurry down, you hurry down, and you almost miss it. But you see to your right, there is a branch off from the maze that you could take. So you go down this, you take this right way, and you see that there's another right that you could take if you wanted to. Or you could keep going straight. Can I investigate? Uh, yeah, but there's not much to see. It's like 
Every turn is going to cost you time, but some turns might be helpful. I will tell you this. There's helpful things hidden in this maze, and there's also not helpful things hidden in this maze. Let's take the shot. Which shot? Like going to the right. It's up to you, but uh, each time you take a turn, it's going to cost you time. So it's just, okay, do we want to spend the time? Okay, guys. The short way to the right or the right way? Maybe there's something to the right that we can use. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You guys head to the to the right and you take a little L shape around and you see again what appears to be another dead end. What appears? Appears. Appears. It appears. It appears. <laughs> I'm little piggy, don't you cry. No? No, you don't feel like it works. Yeah. Feel free to roll those investigation rolls if you want. Twelve. With a twelve Jasper, you spot underneath a bush. It's not that hidden. You see a little sack with a pig on the front of it. And you head over to it and you open it up. And you see that it appears to be full of this mixture of grain and mushrooms. And this would appear to be barley sow feed. Guys, look what I found. Oh, very good. Uh, Add it to your... Your short-term inventory, it is a, I mean, or you can keep it forever, I guess. It is a single-use item. When you, you, when you throw it at a pig, it's going to lower their creature trust significantly. Significantly. This could be, this could be helpful. Yep, absolutely. But I think we should go back. We should follow the, you know. Yeah, we should keep going. Yeah, so you get this, this barley sow feed, and now you know, okay, well, that was, that was a helpful dead end. Oh, by, oh, I should have said, I'm so sorry, I should have said this. The uh, barley sow feed has a note attached to it that says, don't say I didn't do anything for you. You would guess that this would be placed by the only person who has access to barley sow feed. Peggy Sheffin has left this for you in the maze to help you win. She knows that you guys are on your own a little bit. uh, And she also is team Ross Anmon. You know, she's very loyal to Ross Anmon. So she's she's in on it. She's trying to help you out. Oh, it's so lovely. They are all so corrupt. It is. Absolutely. You see Cecily opening the sack and she looks in. It looks delicious. (laughs) (laughs) The rest. Don't you eat it. No, no, I promise. I promise. You head and you keep kind of following the maze around and you take your first turn that seems to really go deeper into the maze. Now you're like, okay, we're getting into the maze. You go a little bit longer and you see that the hedge does once more branch off to the right at one point, but you can actually see the ending of this branch off. There doesn't seem to be anything there. Doesn't see. See. <laughs> the thing is, why would he say it if it's not interesting for us? No, that's that's the most evil sentence a dungeon master or magician master can say. It seems. We cannot be certain. You can go check it out. But if you want to investigate this part, you'll have to enter this part of the maze. Can I... Do this Reckon for Decken spell to see if I can spot any. What's the range on Reckon for Decken? 500 meters. Five meters. Oh, (laughs) five meters. So uh, you're going to have to enter. You're going to have to enter this part of the maze. You can see the end of it, but it's not like directly in front of you. Shall we go in? Shall I go in? I think we should go in. (laughs) All right, guys. Okay. Let's go in. You go in. Mm And are you going to cast Reckon for Deccan? Mm-hmm. That will cost you a time point. That's casting of a spell. No, I won't then. Okay. <laughs> Do I see anything? Because now I entered. You can roll investigation. <laughs> 18. Ooh. <An> 18. <laughs> yes. You guys are rolling like mad today. Uh-huh. You We want to win this. <laughs> you see a strange indentation against the bushes. Like, some of these bushes are just, like, randomly going up as if they're pressed against something at the very end of, of the way here, all the way at the end. Was a little barley saw stuck in there? One little barley saw? Doesn't seem barley saw related. It's, like, it, it's, it's weird. It's, like, you know, all these hedges kind of come straight out like a normal hedge, and this seems like this part of the hedge is, is smushed for some reason. Permanently smushed, as if it's being held in place. I would try to just, you know, go for it and see what it is. But if there is, would be a barley sow, we, we kind of, you know, get a negative because of trying to maybe think that we're going to attack it, which we don't. So is it possible to use move the lufter against these bushes? 
It will cost you a time point. Should we do that? Wait a moment. What what does Rectifer Deccan do uh, again? It shows if there's something like hidden somewhere, like something actually invisible. It reveals it reveals illusions and invisible objects. It's like it's like true sight, basically. It could be that there's something standing if they are so dent in. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. Take a look at it. It might be better. <gasps> I hope I roll well. Okay, shall I do it? Yeah, please. Net 20! <laughs> okay, net 20 is pretty darn good. <laughs> you cast this spell and like truly an old-fashioned chest, like an old treasure chest sitting there. You open it up, and this was going to be a roll, but because you rolled a nat 20, I'll let you- There should be a reward for that, I'll let you pick. You may either have- You, you open it up, you see there is an item inside. You can either take one Constitution Cola, or a second Blaze Balm. What does Blaze Balm do again? Sorry. It gives you fire resistance for one minute. They probably wouldn't put anything in there that they didn't think would be helpful, so either one is probably a- a solid choice. I mean, I have two constitutions right now, and I have my peanut butter with me. And I have healing spells. So I get the second blaze bomb. Yeah. Cool. All right, add it to your inventory, Sassily. Yeah. Great nat 20. Okay, perfect. You guys are killing it. For how long is the fire resistance? It lasts for one minute, which in battle is a really long time. It's basically like a, the length of a battle almost, almost always. Okay. You have to rub it on your forehead. <laughs> it's true. You have to apply directly to your head. Okay, so you guys see this is a dead end, but you got a really helpful item here, and you uh, head back into the maze, and you take a left, you take a right, you're winding in, but always further. You're heading further towards the back end of the maze. Uh, you're getting the idea like, huh, the maze is only the first part of the test. Mm -hmm. So you come to another fork. There's one way that goes left, and there's one way that goes right. Guys, I don't feel anything. I feel like every decision I made was wrong. What, what do you feel, guys? I would say let's take left this time. <laughs> I feel I always, I always withdraw my, uh, my ideas. Eric says left. Eric says left. Yeah, I would say left. Well, yeah, we can go there because then we can blame him. Let's go. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> okay, so you guys take the left and you walk for quite a while in the left direction. And then... You go further into the maze. Eventually, it turns back towards the other side. Ah, uh, yay. You come to another split, another left and right. As, you, as it's turned now forward, it now branches off again. So, Eric, where do we go? <laughs> you feel that you must be almost through the maze now. And this is just the last. I feel like we're almost through the maze. Moment. I feel like this is the last. <laughs> moment <laughs> you know what i let's take right all right let's do it okay so you walk even further in the right direction and you start to imagine that this was indeed the right direction as you <laughs> as you uh come around i'll tell you that there was one there, there were a, a couple rooms that you missed but you probably got the best deal that you could possibly get after this. Well done. <laughs> you eventually come into a clearing, a very familiar clearing where you were once attacked by an Alp. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> the memories. You're not in exactly the same spot. That was kind of in the center. You're now far off to the right, closer to the castle side. And as you round the corner, you suddenly see that you are in a field clearing all the way off to the farthest side of the maze possible. Like, all the way on the right side of the maze. You were against the, the wall. The grass here is dotted with small bushes and even a few trees that have grown within the barrier of the foundation stone. The foundation stone doesn't stop trees from growing. Uh, so these are trees that are really part of the forest, but they've grown a little further in. And as you look out directly opposite you, the mists swirl and obscure the sudden eruption of trees that become this part of the black forest. In the pale overcast light of the day, you see four corn pigs are happily oinking and bopping around in a rough line formation. And as you enter and begin to approach them, a different barley sow suddenly runs from the side, coming from a different direction, and begins grunting what seems like orders at them. 
and uh, the barley styles turn and take you in uh, kind of as, as a unit. And then they all square up to you. You see the rage enter their eyes. And as they look onto you, the stalks and blades that make up their body begin to twist together, starting with a two in the oh, middle. No. And then another pig jumps oh, no. into the fusing bodies. It's greenery latching onto the others. And finally, the fourth pig adds its mass to this writhing mass of leaves and golden corn and magic. And finally, the form settles into a pig four times the size of the original, which was already a hefty boar-sized creature. You are now facing a truly massive corn boar. This creature is called the Pig Zord, and the beast looks at you with dark green eyes, and instead of grunting a little pig grunt, it bellows out a challenge before its corn cob teeth clamp back together. The newly trained defenders of Neudrachenberg Castle, the Barley Zhao of Neudrachenberg, rush to meet you in glorious, starchy battle. Everyone roll bookishness. Oh no. And that is where we'll end our episode oh, for no. today. No! Magician Master is Michael Moore. Sassly Mary Nature Spring is Nadine Kuhn. Jasper Casper is Lucas Fisher. Eric Miller is Sebastian Kinder. Theme song by Aaron Richards with additional music by Ethan Anderson. Our cover art is by Pascal Genie. Hello, folks, and thank you so much for listening again this week. We appreciate it so much. We hope that you are as thrilled as we are about uh, next week's episode and the fight with the gigantic pig zord. And I hope that our heroes are up to meet the challenge. But before then, we just want to say a few things. First of all, if you're not following us on social media, I am very occasionally active there, or more likely Nadine is active there. Go ahead and, and follow us uh, at jk.weird.rolling on Instagram or jkweirrolling on Facebook. And this week, as a special treat, I have our wonderful players with me here. Hello. Hey there. Hello. <laughs> oh, do, do any of the three of you have, have something to plug this week, a, a show that you're doing or, or, or a, a project that you're working on? No pressure, of course. Actually, I don't want to pluck anything off like my own or like any shows, but I'm reading a really good book right now and I feel like I would like to do a shout out. Yes. Um, it's actually a book that you suggested, Michael. I'm already in the second one, by the way, in German, like for the German listeners, if you buy the book in Germany, this one book is actually two books. It's the Priory of the Orange Tree. In German, it's called Der Orden des Geheimen Baumes. Mm -hmm. And it's, su it's super high fantasy. It's so cool. It's really interesting. The, the author, Samantha Shannon, is not afraid of killing the darlings, which really is hard <laughs> on you exciting. if you like get attached to the people. Um, but it's really interesting. It's really yeah heartbreaking but like also politics and um lots of fantasy and of course lots of lots of dragons so i love the second book <laughs> and um yeah i don't get any percentages i love the first one too i love the book and um all the best there you go that was more than a shout out that was a full-on like book recommendation <laughs> i really <laughs> i'm so into these books it's so crazy and i just want to shout this out and uh they just dropped the prequel to that book just came out uh which is what reminded me to to recommend it to nadine because i read it a while ago in english it's just one book uh but yeah in germany ah they they get you with that extra book yeah pay a little more yeah the germans they yeah, know they how to make, make that, that money. money but i paid it anyway you know <laughs> i could have read it in english <laughs> i also recommend it it's a good book we love it uh anyone else yeah well let me just recommend one other book that just a, few, just a few people may may have heard of. That's called uh, The Lord of the Rings. It's very good. It's very good. <laughs> a recommendation Ooh. for The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Is it one book? 
I think it's three or four. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. No, but um, <laughs> you're gonna get to it one day. <laughs> I'm not plugging it, but I'm just looking forward that uh, in the next time I'm going to work together with Nadine, which I'm very happy with. And um, yeah. So. Aww, Aww, yeah nice. Aww. Nice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Kisses. Nice. Oh my, it's 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 so wonderful. Like reading a book and looking forward to work with you. And here I am. I'm going to pluck something. Yes, I plug do. it. We love it. <laughs> yes, please. Plug it. In the moment, I am in a musical production, Little Shop of Horrors, or often no, for Germans, the Kleine Horrorladen. We are going to have our first show in August, the 2nd of August, in Marburg, in the Waggonhalle. So uh, if by any chance you should uh, have time, come, look at it. Heck yeah. Hopefully we'll see each other. Actually, I know we have like listeners from um, Israel and listeners from <laughs> the UK and from America. Yeah, so please guys, come. Come, come over. Come over. <laughs> and if you're here, we're all on stage. We're all actors. Reach out to us on Instagram. <laughs> and um, if you don't want to see us, then keep on listening to us. <laughs> this is just me, basically, like I'm using you all to apologize like for how that I don't put up enough extra content and just being like, look, we're all full-time actors, we're busy. Uh, <laughs> no, that's great. Yeah, if you're if you're, if you're in the area, if you are a German folk, uh, yeah, come, come see Sebastian and Little Shop of Horrors, which will be fantastic. Yeah, and what am I gonna plug? Uh, of course, always our sister podcast, which is Horizons Point, allegedly a D&D pod. Yeah, content warnings for the next uh, episodes there. Hey, Ashley, yeah, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Ashley Hoppy, our friend over there. The, the Did you read the book that I was talking Dungeon about? Master, she might have. Okay. She might have. Reach out to me, write me a message. Um, <laughs> she's on the train to Little Shop of Horrors. But the last few episodes have been very uh, intense, very emotional as uh, they do their continue to do their prequel series. So cool stuff happening over there. Please check them out. And for myself, I will plug um, Volvic Hibiscus Tea. What a delightful treat for the summertime. Volvic, call us. Let's get together. Let's do this. <laughs> well, I'm actually also drinking Volvic tea right now. Lemon. Come Hello. on, Volvic. <laughs> Come on. We're ready. We're ready for that sponsorship. Can you imagine the name of our show becomes Volvic Presents JK We're Rolling? Volvic Presents JK We're Rolling. The musical. The musical. <laughs> is Volvic Nestle? I hope it's uh -oh. not. No, we didn't. We talk about this before. I don't think it is. We just don't want to pluck Nestle. That's right. <laughs> Take that. Take that. Yes. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, we're not going to explain why. We're just going to be like, and not them. <laughs> Folks, that's it for today. Thank you again so much for listening. Tell a friend. Uh, this tournament arc is pretty fun, right? So uh, it's only going to get more fun. That I can promise you. This next episode is going to be quite a doozy. So uh, make sure that you don't miss that coming out in two weeks time. And hey, until then, Everyone want to do it with me? Until then, remember to keep yes. your head brain sharp. Head brain, brain sharp. sharp. And your walk at the ready. And your one at your ready. My one at your ready. Oh, no. Oh, we can't. I don't know if we, we can do that. That's good. terrible. No, we can't. <laughs> that is so funny. It was a 13 that I rolled. I actually rolled a three. Thank God we stopped. I'm, I'm keeping track. What did you all roll? No. Yes. I, a net 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, I rolled a three. <laughs>